Hey everybody, it's Sarah from I Am No Man. So the episode that you're about to listen to, as I said before, we are doing our part to social distance, so we used Zoom to record this. I've cleaned up a lot of the times that the internet got a little fuzzy, but beyond that, obviously the, the audio quality isn't normally what you're up to. Just deal with it like we are. We, we will be back recording with each other as soon as these restrictions lift a little bit. But until then, we hope you guys are doing well. We hope you're doing your part by social distancing and washing your damn hands. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Fool, no man can kill me. I am no man. Don't worry. She's got help. Don't ever call me. Doll. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, alright. I need a man to be holding me too tight. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, that's right. I'm just having fun with my ladies here tonight. I'm a motherfucker. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to I Am No Man. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at at women asterisk in the media. I'm your host, Sarah Jameson, and with me, as always, are my co-workers, Miss Ginger. Hola. That, and for you Spanish speakers, that's hello. And, <laughs> and Kelsey. Hello. Oh, God. Um, so we are still going through my cycle, and today we're looking at uh, Mad Max Fury Road from 2015. Um, before, I, before we dive in, I just just because this is in the news and it's probably going to be in the news for a few months at this point. Um, I just kind of want to talk about speaking out for our trans youth right now, especially because our trans girls are basically under attack right now. Mississippi passed the first ban on trans girls in sports today. Um, There's, there's 19 other States in the United States that are looking at the, at looking at, laws such as this and are also looking at criminalizing medical professionals who are trying to help trans kids be themselves simply through puberty like hormone and and testosterone blockers yes great that's great news so many people are gonna needlessly die (laughs) my favorite sounds like america um i will say in terms of missouri stuff Illinois, y'all are cool in Illinois. Ginger, I've been keeping tabs. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're, you're cool. cool. <laughs> I'm out. Literally, like that's the same. Like, like that's the same energy at this point. Honestly. Only because of Chicago, really. Thankfully, yeah, hundred percent. Only because of Chicago. Every, everybody say thank you, Marie Newman. Thank you, Marie Newman. <laughs> who's the rep in? Uh, who's the rep from Chicago who stood up to Marjorie QAnon Green? But um. In terms of Missouri stuff, there was a bill that was supposed to be voted on today. Today is March 11th, 11th when we're recording it. And they put the bill on hold for their spring break. When it comes back from spring break, we are going to need this to go with both barrels to keep to start defeating these things. And we may not get to that point. It may have to, it may end up in the courts. It may end up with the ACLU having to defend it. But I just, I know we have said things like this on the podcast before, but I just want to affirm that trans women are valid, trans men are valid, gender expansive people are valid no matter what, and government get the fuck out of my, 
my livelihood and my and, and my life. So, right. Yep. So legislating bodies is the worst. It's not cool. It's not cute. It's mediocre. No. <laughs> You're gonna be saying this the whole night. Legit, I've added it to my vocabulary. I mean, like it's gonna be my answers from here on out to every text is gonna be shrug emoji, the old school one. You know, yeah, the one you do, yeah. That's like shrug emoji, one. totes or mediocre. Like yes. there's no in between. Yes. It's all those one of those three. Yeah. So Mad Max Fury Road. Um <laughs> well, it's, it's a perfect it's a perfect segue her saying mediocre because it's part of the movie. Speaking um, of mediocre. Speaking of mediocre, it's me. Oh no. You I was I was gonna I was waiting for you to say something like thirsty ass wig or something. See, I'm just shaving myself. You're not tonight. wearing a wig. Yeah. So and your natural hair is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's getting trimmed on Saturday, and I think we might. I don't. I don't know if we have enough hair to start the bangs yet. We're gonna figure it out. Oh, you're gonna be a bangs girl. Yeah. Yeah, you got the forehead for it. I do not. Yeah, I, I look redonk well, with bangs. Well, I have the forehead and the five head for it, so it has to happen at some point. Yeah, I have like a three head somehow. Like, look, you can see three um, fingers. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we're, we're all testing yeah. now. Um, shit. I got like a three and a half. It's a big, it's like a four and a half, almost a five. I got this, a, this little pinky that don't do shit. Though, so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, <laughs> this might be, this might be Matt Max's movie and franchise, but this is uh, Imperator Furiosa's film, Charlize Theron. This is like, the reason I chose this film is not only for Charlize Theron's performance as Furiosa, but this is a very surprisingly feminist leaning film, which I know Kelsey was, Kelsey loved. Did I? I did. I really enjoyed it. It had, it was very, it was very reminiscent to Wally to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Because of the colors, mm -hmm. because of the way that the world looked in its apocalyptic mm -hmm. setting, um, the, you know, the lack of greenery, the, what else? There's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there is more, but I'll think of it. Well, I was gonna say like, from the moment, like, again, again, it, it's a Mad Max film and I'm gonna totally say this again so I can get rid of this. All right, and again, it, it's a it's a Mad Max film, but like beyond like the intro and like Max being in the film, like from the moment that we reach like the Citadel, which is where uh, Immortan Joe and his cult of followers are, um, this is Furiosa's movie, and it's so like I love it so much because <clears throat> you just you realize that she's seen some shit and she wants to change things, especially for the women. I mean, it just it starts off like it lays the mythology in and then we realize that, oh shit, she's taken um, Joe's prize breeders, his wife. At so, least you know, they have they, names that we kind of find out later. Yeah, well, and they have like the best names too, like um, uh, uh, Angerod, Toast. The uh, Splendid Angerod, I yes, looked it up. Yes, the Toast, Splendid Angerod. Tito the Fragile. Yes. Capable and the Dag. The Dag's one of my faves too. Um, but speaking of legislating bodies and shit, mm. 
We can There's def- so much control over women, over people's bodies, women's bodies. I, I see some sort of classes things happening here. It's super interesting. I remember the thing that makes it a lot like Wally is when they're in the apocalypse area, mm-hmm. the effect, the earth, there's a very small amount of words. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very little talking happening and a lot of communication happens mm-hmm. physically, which is super interesting for me. Mm-hmm. I like uh, that. I mean, I really enjoy that. Like, it's like when it first came out, people were talking about it not only as, <laughs> excuse me, a feminist movie, but like it also like foreshadowed things that unfortunately might be happening soon. Like when it's uh, like Joe's quote when he g- gifts them the water at the beginning and don't become dependent <laughs> on water, which is addicted terrible. is the word. Addicted, said. addicted. Thank because you. dependent, dependent doesn't have that. Um, the same taboo that addicted does when you're addicted to something the way that the world has has changed you know the way the united states and most Mm -hmm. of the world has set up what it is to Mm -hmm. be addicted to something is as it's a moral judgment of failure on your part and it's who you are forever Mm -hmm. because i mean there's even this saying once an addict always an addict and it's something that on one end of things is a shame like a shaming phrase but mm-hmm. when a person who is who has dealt with addiction they kind of reclaim it and they're like once an addict always an addict because it from my perspective helps helps them remember like it's a day-to-day choice not to do the thing Correct. or to do the thing mm-hmm. because Absolutely. again it's hard it's hard i just i mean i deal with like, people who are dealing with addictions a lot mm-hmm. in in my line of work so mm-hmm. i mean and and to that point, we also look at like again talking about like how wi- women are homogenized and their bodies taken advantage of not only for breeding. There's, mm. the, there's the creepy milking scene, which still wears me out, especially with especially with rictus with the moo, which is just so weird. And then we get to you know he took his. Uh, Furiosa took the wives mm-hmm. and I love this. I, I'm assuming like a maid or like matron, the Miss Cuthbert of the situation with the shotgun saying, you know, they're not your property, which I loved. Right. And then, and then I, what I love about this film is, uh, it is a number of things. I love this film for so many reasons. Um, I love that the, that the continuity is like, he doesn't kill her. Like when you see them later, like chasing everybody, she's in there, they're giving her oxygen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fucked her up clearly, but it's it's great. I mean, it takes us until getting into the desert and, and the chase begins for the, for the feminism of this movie to really start popping through. It takes going through the storm, Max and uh, Nux are our, our other protagonist in this crashing and landing with the uh the rig that Furiosa has and trying to like start that before the before we get to like the real crux of this movie and like the freedoms and like the, per- the personal freedoms right also ju- this is totally unrelated to, to anything we talk about on this podcast but Kelsey I have to ask what do you think of the doof wagon of the what wagon the doof wagon with the uh it's the one that had all the uh, musicians on it with the guy. Oh, with the, the drums and the guitar yes, guy? With the, I... with the flamethrower guitar. It just brought me so much joy because I love the idea of like, we're going to war 
Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a badass soundtrack a lot. Like, um, like obviously, we're not supposed to be on their side. No, right? but like... But these humans, like, as far as I'm concerned, apart from the three leaders of these of these war groups... Tribes. Right. Everyone else is a victim. Correct. Because they're so. either... They were either bred to be mm-hmm. soldiers, is what I've gathered. Yes. They were, or they were... Um, you know, brainwashed into being these soldiers or they were, you know, in enslaved to do whatever things their body can do mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, brainwashed into whatever religious philosophy their mm-hmm. war group believed in. Correct. Um, but I just, it was so cool. The whole idea that this guitar guy is just like attached to this war machine mm-hmm. and its only purpose was just to fucking metal out. Oh man, it's, it was just cool. Yeah. Um, it's such a great idea. Uh, apparently the behind the scenes trivia is they had that role in mind because this film took like almost 20 years to get made in terms of everything. But like they had that in mind from the beginning and then George Miller found this six foot or so Australian guy who played guitar and they t- and he talked him into the role and apparently that that um uh guitar actually works like that that wasn't just like a special effect that's the other thing I appreciate about this movie is that there are there are CGI and visual effects but a lot of it's very still practical yeah I read that as well that the really only uh CGI's that happen is replacing Charlie Throne's arm with that yes. uh the mechanical yes arm let's talk about furiosa though because i've I've just been i've been talking about what she does but let's talk about furiosa for a moment i love that she's headstrong i love that she doesn't have to give answers like when when her party realizes that they've deviated from the route they're supposed to be going on Mm -hmm. and and all she says is detour right Doesn't, doesn't say anything I love that she's not even really that intimidated by Max when Max comes up to them, when he takes the rig and it only makes it like not even a half mile before the kill switch comes in. I love that. (laughs) And I just love that she knows that she has to get these girls away. But at the same time, she also understands that some of them are still very much dedicated to what Joe has done for them. Right. Cheeto had some- Cheeto, like, girl, yeah. But, um, yeah. but, and there's so much in this movie that I love that, like, it's just, it's such a perfect movie. Like, Max shooting um, Ankarad in her leg. Mm-hmm. You think that's just minor? And then later in the movie, it's, it ends up being what kills her. <laughs> she slips. When she's on the, when, when they're going through the rock pass and she, and the door, and uh, Joe's yelling at her to, like, duck from the rocks. Mm-hmm. And she does that and she misses the, the the cliff, but she slips because her leg's still bleeding. They haven't treated her leg. Oh, I guess but I didn't catch that. It's a repeat viewing thing. Yeah. I mean, there was so much to take in visually oh. that I barely had time to really mm-hmm. write anything down. I've only got like, what, 15 lines of words, mm-hmm. which for me being ultra note taker is significant. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, this is it's such a good like road movie we get we go from the citadel we go into the canyon pass the canyon pass gets stuck i love all the names they come up with for all these different characters too like the people eater which coming along to count the costs i love that yeah 
I mean, Kelsey was texting me last night with all of this stuff about like, like, say, what does Chrome mean? What's up with this? What's going on? Why does he have this huge tattoo on his back? It was so. I've never seen a Mad Max right. film. Right. Uh, partially because it just wasn't something that was on my radar when mm-hmm. they were coming out in the 80s. So I was a child. Right. And and I never looped back around to it. And by the time I had the opportunity to loop back around to it, Mel Gibson had shown his true colors. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Never again. Cool. Um, so, so, yeah, I wasn't, you know, the whole thing... Basically, I was like, oh, okay, this is a tank girl situation. Yes. That's, that's kind perfect. of where I was for a good chunk of it um, with the whole like water in, you know, like water, the control over the water mm-hmm. thing and, you know, all the dust everywhere and all the like gearhead right. stuff. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was very confusing. It was hard to get a handle on the, on the world that was being built. Correct. And I read in the trivia on the IMDb that even Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy were like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And the director was just like, just do your shit. Yeah. Do what you're told. That's, it'll all, you know, he wasn't yeah. like, it'll all work out or, or it's better if you don't know. He wasn't, you know, he was just like, just do your fucking job. Mm-hmm. And I guess it wasn't until Tom Hardy viewed it at Cannes. Cannes? Can, 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 can. Con. Con? Like James Con? No. <laughs> she's, talking about, she's talking about C-A-N-N-E-S. It's Con. At the, the, con, the, con at the movie festival. <laughs> um, at that very French movie festival. <laughs> where, uh, where he was like, oh, now I well, see what well, it's, you know. Well, and I'm, and I'm sure you read this since you IMDb like I do. Like, Khan was where he like apologized to George Miller because they had like a major to do on the set apparently. Yeah, yeah. But like, if an if I'm trying to do a project and I'm mm-hmm. the leader of a project and the and my two main people who are supposed to help me complete this project mm-hmm. are like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. I would want to at least encourage or support them in understanding you know either like it's better that you don't know because that is important that is important for your character Mm -hmm. to not accidentally react to things that you don't know you know like Mm -hmm. i would just i just you know i find it to be more male shenanigans to just Mm -hmm. not explain to somebody what's going on so that they can Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah absolutely it just Director arrogance, perhaps. Probably. Probably. And then, and then, I mean, from the good Lord, people trying to get in touch with me tonight. Right? From the good Lord. Yes, from the good Lord, indeed. Um, Praise, uh, hallelujah. Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I mean, there is so much that happens. And then by the time you get to like the night scenes, which are my favorite in, uh, in the entire movie. Look how blue it is. Look how blue it is. Also, the guy, um, I can't, the bullet farmer, who's one of my, like, he's, I love that his words basically come back to live, literally bite him. First of all, the man has a bullet in his teeth, which, which, right. Crazy. Cool. You do. Yeah, as one does. And, um, but I also love that, like, he's, he literally says only, uh, only to uh, scare them. And then he's just firing all willy nilly until Furiosa makes him go blind. Yeah. Which is great. And um, I mean, I think what I love with the progress of this movie is not only 
Furiosa taking this leadership role, but I also love Nux, who is like this dyed-in-the-wool zealot for Joe, yeah. realizing that he sucks. And he does a face turn. Yeah, a total face turn. Yeah. Because by the time Which they- nice. And I think a good chunk of what causes him to have that face turn is mm-hmm. that is that I think the character's name is Capable, the redheaded Yes, mother, yes, 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 yes. Played by Riley Keough. Right. Yes! Woo! Yes! Elvis's granddaughter, right? Press, yeah, Presley Bloodline. Um, <laughs> capable, yes. like, shows him what a mother's love really is. Correct. And I really appreciate that in terms of what you know, at this point, it would seem, because you really don't see any other women for real. No, you see so. Furiosa, who she later said, we later find out, was was stolen with her mm-hmm. mother. Correct. And her mother died three days in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the lady that is the caretaker for the for the mm-hmm. mothers, the breeders. Mm-hmm. Miss Kitty. And then there's the, the milk bags, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, those are the only real women that we see so i'm sure that he never really experienced kindness or love he only ever knew the the brainwashing and the um the religious aspects of of you know the world that was good for him and so it really only took a little bit of just like human connection and love for him to Mm -hmm. to realign his yes alliances correct <clears throat> and i love that by that by that point in the movie you know he's helped them out of the quicksand and everything the bog i always forget that in, in australia it's the bog oh yeah like an elaborate i get yeah i guess or for the sea or whatever the the, uh, the swamp of uh, eternal sadness in Oh God! I'm thinking of the lightning quicksand from Princess Bride. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, but by the time we get out of the bog and we're at what we assume is the green place, which is Furious, is whole. She's been trying the whole movie to get these girls to the green place. Right. Um, by the time we get there, this is where we get pretty much all of the women in the movie who are like worth a damn. I mean, everyone, every woman in this movie is worth a damn, but like these women just. Badass sisterhood. Who are allowed to have agency. Yes, that. thank you. That's the one. And then it's by this time that, you know, when they say you must have passed it, and uh, it's it's at this point where we realize the bog that they were stuck in by this right. by, by the tree, that was the green place that's been all dried up. And it leads to, it's one of those things where you don't need dialogue at all. And Furiosa just kind of just, She's been so strong this whole time. She's been a, a, a capable leader, and she just she does a Leo DiCaprio. She does a full yes, 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 and it's so good. It's I just I this like there's so much of the scene that I love. Charlize's emotion, but the sand, the sand coming off the dunes, like straight for the camera. Oh, chef's kiss. And it's the and then while they're recouping and like they're talking with these other women, and it's just. There's so much in it that I love that, mm-hmm. and then they realize that they have to. The, the only place that's green that's left is back at the Citadel. So right, right yeah, on the top of those plateaus. Yep, 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 yep. And they all sort of the ones I know. You said seeds earlier, so I'll let you just dive in right now with seeds. 
Well, you know, it's interesting the way that the seeds that mm-hmm. one of the elder ladies of the mm-hmm. um, the many mothers tribe, yes. uh, you know, she's got this like suit doctor suitcase full of seeds that are mm-hmm. for things to be planted in. And she's guarded it her whole life, essentially. And she mm-hmm. hands it over to the uh, to one of the the many mothers that when, she, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, um, so that she can plant these seeds and grow the world again. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because, you mm-hmm. know, the women, the, the women who are being used for their fertility, both the milk people, the women used for their breast milk mm-hmm. and the women used for their wombs are, um, you know, are their own seeds Mm-hmm. And are correct. How are their own? Like it's very kind of parallel, but also like small slice mm-hmm. of the world w- compared to the big world itself. So Absolutely. that's really interesting and fun for me. Um, I liked that duality on how you know it was all about protecting the seeds mm-hmm. overall. Correct. Absolutely. So um, like, I thought it was real interesting how there were just so many humans that were reduced to one purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, the women who were for, for milking, like cows. Literal The milking. women who were used for bre- bleeding, breeding. And the, the <laughs> humans that were used for blood. Now, I have a lot of questions about what's going on with these people's bodies. Because this, why do you need a blood bag? Have, what is that about? Part what of it's, is, part hold on, of, I got, let me let them out. Okay. <laughs> Why did Nux have these two tumors that he named? Why? Um, what is wrong with all this body like scaling or like, is it tumors as well? Is it some sort of psoriasis type thing? Like everyone's got, and like uh, the Immortan Joe had this like weird back thing going on that the like person like, yeah, was the yes. are the soldier people are they all white because they're covered in something or are they all white because that's what their skin looks like now i just have a lot of questions <laughs> tell me tell me what's going on here so the most that i know and i, I need to look more into it because that like george miller who directed this expanded the mythology so much between um thunderdome which is the third movie and this we don't um, need another hero, Thunderdome. Yeah, right? yeah. Tina Turner, you know the law. Two men and one man leaves. Yeah, that's that. the extent of Mad Max that I know about is Tina Turner's. I I'm mean, aware of it. I, I, I mean, <laughs> how many people have we seen do pageant talent numbers for that? I can tell you right now. I know Vicky Valentino did it at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, I I know at least all the tumors and stuff. It's because when the world was at war with each other. And, and 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 basically went to nuclear war with each other. Mm. Like any, anytime you hear the hear the 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 women talk about the half, like he's just a kid at the end at the end of his half life. Everybody's irradiated. That's part of it. Ah, so it's super so that's crazy. why they're having all these issues, and Bingo. that's why a Morton Joe and the other warlords yes. are able to sell this yes. idea mm-hmm. of of a of a future where you're born again. Correct. In and Valhalla, I think they actually believe that their bodies will die and then their bodies will just be born and alive again. And, as, opposed to the Christian, as opposed to the Christian world where like your body's left behind and then your soul gets born in a new baby. Correct. So it's total reincarnation. Right. Super interesting. 
I was like, I that's I love the mythology of this movie so much, especially like even just between like Immortan Joe's tribe and the many mothers. I love okay. like and it's such a stark difference, which is why I love that like by the end of this movie, it's you know they're going back and they're gonna have to go through Joe and his people, right? But it's the women. It's but now they have the many mothers and it like just it's just a bunch of bad ass women, right? Like I like that chase scene's amazing. There's so much that I love. I love that like the really old elders of the tribe, I guess, of, of many mothers are just totally in control. They're shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not uh, fucking around. No, they're, they're not. like one bullet, one man. So yep. it's all about like conservation. Like it just seems like there's even a commentary about how um, you know women really are in charge mm-hmm. of saving the earth on so many levels here because of the many mothers and the mm-hmm. milk, the milk milking yes. and the, um, and then the, the many mothers, like the, the actual women who are being used for their wombs. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. then the many mothers tribe who are in theory coming in and those are gonna and they're those who are still alive are gonna help take over after Morton Joe and mm-hmm. help bring water and life and survival and 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 a thriving philosophy to existence. Yes. yes. Um let's talk a little bit more about Furiosa in terms of how she finishes off a of Morton Joe because I think it's so fitting that someone like because joe from the beginning has this mask we never see his mouth his actual mm-hmm. mouth and then it rips off at the very end gross. She, which just oh so gross but i love that like you know he like his mouth did so much to like inspire the terror and the carnage that she saw and the fact that she was able to like take that from him at the end is not lost on me word and then by the totes. end, yes, toads, my goats, my goats. Um, my goats. <laughs> and I just, I love that by the end of this, you know, like, yes, like they come back, but the mother, like the surviving many, many mothers are with him. All, but I, I, before I get to that, like Nux's sacrifice, like the full heel turn just completes itself so perfectly. It's a face turn, buddy. Face turn. Sorry. It's, it's Thursday. It's late. I'm tired. I know. I mean, the only reason I know that is because of my friend Tattoo Matt, who does, who's real into wrestling. Yeah. Joey, Joey Batisi would be real upset yeah. with you for not knowing face turn versus heel turn. He would be upset with me for like six, six different reasons. Let's be very real here. I should also shout out Michael Cayley for my Mike for my Mad Max knowledge because he's who he's who started my obsession with this. Franchise. Who is this? Michael Cayley. Oh, so anyway. Yeah. So. Nux's face turn at the end. It's just, it's such a cool, it, like you've bought in by this time. Like he's just an annoying kid, kid at the beginning. But like you said, once um, once he's been shown a little, a little bit of motherly love and human kindness, he's ready to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. for, for these girls. For these yeah. Women. And by the time we get back to the Citadel with, with everyone that survived, you know, they realize that Joe's dead. And yeah, well, they realize it because they bring the body, body back. It's smart on their part to yes. make sure they're like, this motherfucker is dead. He is not mortal, it turns out. No. Nope. He's dead as shit. Yep. And um, super important, when they're doing the chase and Morton yes. Joe is involved in it, I love that they do the, um, 
I call it Kill Bill, where they uh, the are like lighting the yes, eyes up. Yes, oh I God. I love that. They do that to, uh, you know, because they do it to, to Beatrix in Kill Bill, and it's just so cool. And it really helps show just like the ferocity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Uh, I kept forgetting the name of Morton Joe, and I just kept calling him Elderly Rob Zombie. <laughs> and I feel like that tracks. Uh, I'd also like to say for the record that if Rob Zombie is truly doing this reboot of the monsters, I will fucking kill somebody. Reboot of what? Little Monsters? No, The Monsters from the 60s. The Monsters. Meh. I mean, remake whatever you want to remake, buddy. I don't give a shit. Adam's Family's better. In uh, in movies, yes. I will give you that. But in terms of the show, I I grew up with The Monsters. So, and it's it's more hokey, but I like it. You're allowed to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So, so... Super important. (laughs) A couple of things. One, uh, George Miller, when filming it, he wanted to make sure that the characters were all in the center of the screen as as much as possible. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was super interesting because it really was about the people. It wasn't, you know, and he wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure that the landscape was really pretty, which it was, but he really made sure that the characters were centered in the screen at all times. And because he, he did that, everyone is seen kind of as an equal in this in this world right because nobody is leveled lower or higher or given a bigger space in the screen or less space in the screen it's Mm -hmm. always like whoever's in the you know it's always Mm -hmm. equal which is really exciting Um, and i liked that um that with furiosa in the beginning you know when she's telling the the little soldier people that climb up and down the the truck you know we're taking a detour there's no like it is clear that she is she is like her rank is more of an identity to them than her body which is really cool and it really comes into play i think because there's no from what i could tell no sexual tension between max and furiosa Mm -hmm. that wasn't even a thing for them the two of them were in on a shared goal and they were working together to try to to survive the situation that they were in and there was no cases of just like, oh, hold you. No, you know, like it was, was none, none of that. Of that. None. And when she and when she spoilers, when she died, or when she was dying, and then dying. She, right, right, dying, and she's fine. But um when she was <laughs> dying. It's just the way you said it. Yeah, she's when fine. she was dying, you know, <laughs> he was just <clears throat> he was treating her the way he would have treated any any other any other human that was dying in front of him. Correct. It wasn't a case of like- You have to live, you have to live. It was, right. It wasn't any, ex- the exact same scene could have happened with Max in any other gender identity. Correct. Or, uh, and Furiosa in any other, you know, it didn't yeah. It didn't matter, especially no. with the way that it was portrayed. No. So I liked that. I, um, I, I also, and I, I just want to say in terms of that as well, um, Oh God, I can't remember what the fuck it was. Ah! It was something really good about the non-sexual tension. Uh, shit. Like, perfect example is, like, I love that, like, it's just, she doesn't trust him because he's feral. Labeled by, labeled by, labeled by Jody's feral. And, um, mm. you know, by the, midway through the movie. Also, she fucks his hearing up so bad with that sniper rifle. Like, it's already fucked up from that crash, but, like, it's gone. It's totally gone. You gotta do what you gotta do to survive, man. Yeah, continue, I'm sorry. It, this movie, 
despite its very much lack in words, does pass the Bechtel test. Yes, that was my next question. Because um, in the in the most beginning, because you know the first like twenty minutes, there's no words, nope. which is you know like Wally. Um, but when Firos is driving out, and one of the one of the mothers comes out of that little hatch and is like, "We can't mm-hmm. breathe in here," and she's like, "Sorry." If you want to breathe longer, more often, then you're going to have to hardly breathe down in there for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. They weren't talking about men. They weren't talking about anything. Ooh, the chastity belts. Did you yes. see those things? Yes. They had teeth in the vagina area. Like, I get Go it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> these, metal, these metal panties, essentially. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, you know, a hole that was kind of vaginal <laughs> but it was to you know it was to pee through um and bleed through i guess but there were like please jaggedy- continue to do that for like ever <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i wish you all could see what kelsey's doing but at the same I'm time i don't very want you to vulgar. <laughs> um. continue so- and they had all these jaggedy teeth. So I thought that was super interesting. Um, like, I know that they, he was trying to, you know, the whole goal was to control it so that Morton Joe was the only father of the, of the children that were being born. Were the, were the women, were the female babies killed, do you think? I don't know because I don't know if he would want more breeders or more... more milk back. Milk back. I don't, I, I, that, no matter what we call them, it's going to be bad. Yeah. No. But well, because I, he asked, he was like, "Was it a boy, boy or a girl?" Which that scene, oh my god, like that, like not a lot in these movies ever disturbs me. That scene, I like, it still unnerves me when they when they try it when Angerod when Splendid Angerod is dead and this baby inside her is clinging to life and they basically just have to cut it out of her and the baby's already dead. But like it's it it just I it weirds me out so much. I mean, not to weird you out anymore, but that's kind of what happens. I know. That's, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know what that guy's, you know, medical knowledge base was. (laughs) That's essentially what a C-section is. You get cut open and get the baby ripped out. Yeah. So, you know, not in the back of a moving war rig, but. (laughs) It's just the what your tone tonight is like so perfect. Preferably. Preferably, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Oh, I did that. I did center of the screen. So, you know, not to creep you out anymore. But I mean, and odds are you're not going to be in the coal face of that situation ever, right? Nope. Yeah. Nope. We are doing surrogacy for a number of reasons. Right, but if you do surrogacy, are you going to be present? I don't know. This is questions that aren't going to be answered yet because we're for future Sarah. That's that's future Sarah after she's future done with Sarah. this wedding and hopefully has a job where we can afford surrogacy. Uh, so which reminds me future Sarah find that job. But continue with your notes and I cuz I I want you I'm to I'm done. Do... I'm out of notes. Oh, then I can say this. So Well, I have one more note. Good. Oh, what the heck are these stilt people that were in that bog? Are those humans? I think so. Do they live there? How do they live there? How do they survive? What the fridge? Yeah, exactly. They called them crows, so that was interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, so another reason that this film works as a feminist piece is, surprise, surprise, the editor's a woman. It's George Miller's wife. Wife, yeah. Yeah, and she won an Oscar for this. She hadn't done, like, editing work in, like, years, and she won an Oscar for it. Right, good for her. Which is, yay, yay. your roses. While you're here, so... Ginger, I I know that like you you're here with us, but I you, just time got away from me and didn't get a chance to watch it. But I want to hear like any thoughts that you've had. Like I, I just I I feel so bad that like nothing like you had a couple of good lines. I, just, I want you I want to give you time to say whatever but, you want. Doesn't have to be about but, this. But like, how mad was Max? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was pretty upset. I mean, because yeah. I would be really mad if my body was used for blood. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like a living blood bag. And then mm-hmm. I had a massive tattoo on my back showing all of my like de- my like medical details. Not yeah. to mention the fact that they strap him to the front of this of freaking war car. His car, no less. His car. That was his car. Yes. Man, I'd have been so pissed. I'm like, sure he was. If you watch it with the subtitles, like when they're going out to go chase it, I watched and, everything with subtitles. I know. You might have been, you're probably texting me at that point. There's a point where he literally goes, They take my blood, now my car. Mm. I know he took back his jacket and possibly his shoes. I don't know about the shoes or not. I, I just, all I know is that I love this movie. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's disturbing in parts, but it's wonderful. I love it. If you if you have not seen it, I highly recommend. P.S. I waited an hour to ask that question. <laughs> what? How mad was Max? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all about the slow burn sometimes, you know? Kind of I was like picking a- my moment. <laughs> you know, it's qual- quality, not quantity. Yes, exactly that. So I so I have not decided what my potpourri is going to be, and I kind of want to leave it to y'all because I don't want to make I want to do disclosure, but I don't want to make Kelsey just watch it because I said watch disclosure. I so, do need to watch it. I just need to sit my ass down and do it. Do you just want to do that then? Sure. All right. Disclosure. It is. I've watched that one like twice. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So oh yeah yeah yep. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to do a quick rewatch while I'm not like totally paying attention, but that'll be the next one. Um. Make sure you're following us on our socials, even though I can't post for 30 days because I called some white guy a piece of trash, racist, transphobic mess. So that's fun. It happens. It happens. Uh, I will will also cross promo and say you should be following the Not Ready for Quarantine players because that's our script reading group. We raise money for people and organizations. I would strongly suggest checking out um, the room because that was that the most fun I've ever had. We, I had life. such a great time you, with it. You, you want to talk about a you want to talk about a slow burn? Like Jonathan came in just oh like all cylinders firing, but when we got to that like just like that scene of destruction, I I I still cannot watch it. Like I showed it to the coworkers today, and I cannot stop laughing. I was destroyed. It was great. I loved every second of it. I just, effort, like, just, and Kelsey's, like, house of minimal effort on Lisa. Just God bless. You put. I was you, just trying to recreate the acting that happens in the original. So I was just like, okay, Kelsey, you are going to read this with no, in, no, like, emotion, no inflection. Every so often, you're going to care. Right. Because that's what she just did. She was just yes. like, 
yeah. these are the lines that I'm saying right now. Yeah. And then every so often she'd be like, no. I mean, I, I'm really glad that I remembered during the, like one of the two scenes, like the Claudette is in it in at the beginning to go and grab my saucer and my cup and pour a little yes. bit of my beer in there. Cause I'm like, I have to do it for this. I definitely okay. have breast cancer. It's like, and it was like the most like blase way of saying it too. Right. So I definitely have cancer. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I got the test results back, and then yeah, but she's not trying to like make John like take John every cent of Johnny's money. Right. 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 Like, I, like even reading, like I, we should I, do that one once. I'm just saying. <laughs> which one? The room. <laughs> we need that. Does not pass the Bechdel test. No, no. I, um, I think maybe it might with like Michelle and Lisa talking to each other. I don't think so because they talk. Don't they just talk about Johnny? The whole time they're talking about her cheating on Johnny. Hmm. And then when she like makes has but, the no, there's a time where they're talking about moving the room around. It's for a party for Johnny, but true. Yeah. Oh, well, because then she's cheating on Johnny with Mark because she's talking, they're talking about Mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But that's basically it for us tonight, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I am a woman, hear me roar in numbers too big to ignore. And I know too much to go back and pretend. Because I've heard it all before. And I've been down